You are listening to the Christ in All podcast, where we discuss how following Jesus Christ impacts all areas of a believer's life. Each week, we will answer questions about the Christian worldview in an effort to help both new and mature believers grow in their faith. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Christ in All podcast. This is Matthew Smith, and with me, as always, is our lead pastor, Chad Hunsberger. How's it going today? All is well. How about you? I'm doing great. Doing good, great. Good. So, um, way back in March, if you can remember Several back months to ago. March, okay. yeah, um, we had an episode on believers' baptism. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. And so, our plan back then was to follow it up with a episode about the other ordinance, yeah, yeah. right, in Baptist life um, sure. is the Lord's Supper. Okay. And so uh, we actually had some other things that came up, and yeah. we never circled back around to it. Sure. We had some uh, some other episodes that were maybe like more timely in nature, yeah. and so and it, not even purposefully, it just kind of got pushed back and lost in the shuffle for yeah. a little while. And so, hey, we wanted to come back around to it. We Absolutely. wanted to have a discussion about the Lord's Supper. So, Sounds good. All right, so we're just going to um, kind of address like some basic pieces of it first, okay. right? So if you want to give us kind of a description of what it is and yeah. why we do it. I will say, similar to baptism, it is a uh, representation, yeah. right? So it, it uh, as baptism is a representation of salvation for you and what has taken place, the Lord's Supper is a representation of Christ's death. And yeah. so... Even Christ Jesus Himself, uh, at at the um, the what we now call the Last Supper, yeah. uh, when he they are celebrating Passover and he takes bread and says, "This is now my my body broken for you," and he takes the cup. I certainly would have had wine in it, mm-hmm. and says, "This is my blood, you know, spilt for you." In, yeah. in that sense, so uh, th- those two pieces, bread and what we as Baptists yeah, yeah. say, fruit of the vine, yeah. right? Or, so, or the cup. The like, cup. Instead of saying we, juice, we say the cup, yep, right? Often. We don't want to say what's in the cup. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> um, and, and certainly I think there's room to discuss why, like, is that okay or not okay? Right. I, I do think that the intent is to have a symbolic picture regardless of wine or mm-hmm. juice. Um, but... The fruit of the vine, mm-hmm. representative of uh, the the blood that that Jesus spilt on the cross, and so he is giving this picture, and then you fast forward to First Corinthians, when Paul is charging the church in Corinth to partake in the Lord's Supper, and uh, describes kind of uh, that there are some doing so in an unhealthy manner, mm-hmm. and so he goes into um, really coming to the Lord's table with unforgiveness or yeah. with bitterness or even coming to it when you're not uh, sharing, yeah. when you're not being benevolent towards others. And so uh, he he says that this pretty staunch warning by saying that there are some who have been sick and some who have even died because they've taken the Lord's Supper inappropriately. Yeah. Um, and so, one of the things we try to do here at Colonial Heights is always give time mm-hmm. to uh, call out to the Lord, seek forgiveness if needed, repent, mm-hmm. confess sin before you take the Lord's Supper. Um, and um, once we, uh, I, I encourage it is better for you to right. pass to let on it, pass it by him. than to take it in the wrong manner. And um, been so encouraged, honestly, I'm encouraged, sounds bad, but um, when there are those who would choose to pass 
it over yeah. so that they can take time to confess that. I have had conversations with uh, church members who said, you know, like, I really wanted to take that, but I I wanted to do so in the right manner, right. so I was holding off. Um, so back up again. The, the purpose of it then is for the ordinances are for the body of Christ mm-hmm. to enjoy and to yeah. to celebrate. So whether it's baptism for the body of Christ mm-hmm. to celebrate with this, this new believer or Lord's Supper for believers to celebrate Christ's death and his substitutionary death for us. So it's a it's a congregational opportunity yeah, yeah. for that. Yeah, so um, we were going to get to some practical things. We can go yeah. ahead and jump into what you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. So um, it's for the church, so you would say that... Uh, a person has to be a believer to partake of the That's Lord's right. Supper, That's right? right? So it's um, just like we call it believer's baptism. That's it right. is for someone who has made a confession of faith. And um, and also, that's uh, like the, the for the church, it needs to be the gathered congregation. Right, right. right. Mm-hmm. So it, I would say um, there are denominations that would be closed to other denominations partaking right. while they're there mm-hmm. or non-church members mm-hmm. of their church. Whereas for us, we are not, open to non-believers yeah. uh, partaking, but we are open to other churches participating. Yeah. Someone who is in good standing uh, with their absolutely. Uh, body yeah. of believers who just happen to be in town. Yep, right. yep, that would be fine, yeah. uh, totally appropriate. Um, I would say, though, that um, one of the things that, that COVID brought about yes. was some yep. questions, and while we as a church participated in that in that online yeah. uh, asking families to do that uh, in their homes in their yeah. homes I would say that I, I taken more time to even evaluate that I don't know that I would regularly encourage yeah. that I think when we first did it man we were mm-hmm. it was such a new idea yeah. and we were asking a lot of questions I think the now that we are kind of past that mm-hmm. if we were to come back to that, uh, scenario for some other yeah. reason, um, I would say I might be more hesitant okay. to do that. Again, yeah. uh, we haven't spent a uh, long time like as elders or staff yeah. discussing that, but the theological implications of doing it together mm-hmm. as the gathered body of Christ, yes. um, yeah, I think, I think matter. I think the season we were in during that period, I, yeah. I don't feel like we did anything sinful. I don't think Correct. that we took it yep. in an unworthy manner doing that as a church, like virtually mm-hmm. online. Yeah. But um, I do. Th- I think it is obvious that the the normative situation, right. like the normal everyday life of the church, it needs to be within the context of the gathered congregation, yep. not um, the the D group or the yeah. three or four people yeah. who gather together for a Bible study, taking yeah. the Lord's Supper together. I, and and I would say I. I have grown into that. I remember mm-hmm. in college uh, partaking in the Lord's Supper with uh, a group of friends, uh, and and we were respectful. It yeah. was meaningful. But I think that is the difference, right? So th- we were not the church. Yeah. We were not a body. I mean, we were we were a Bible study. We were not a church. And so I think it is designed for the body of Christ in that way, for the church to uh, partake together and participate, observe this. And uh, I think that that becomes helpful for us as we kind of capture uh, again what what it is that we are doing, eating a, a piece of bread mm-hmm. uh, and drinking a from a cup or yeah. cups of uh, whether it's juice or wine in our case 
and certainly most other Baptist churches are going to drink uh, from yeah. juice. Um, and, and and so to to do that together and with that mindset. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Even, like I don't drink a lot of grape juice, but like uh, I happened like one time we had gotten some, and it happened to be the same brand that my church had used for the Lord's yes, Supper. I was like, yes. oh, wow. <laughs> you know, yes. it's like I had that sense. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Anyway, it just kind of like took me back for a moment. But anyway, um, so just we'll stick with some practical things okay. before we move on to some other things sure. that we do want to talk about. Um, so, um, I know how often we do it here, mm-hmm. but do you like thoughts on like how often a church should do it? Right? Yeah. Um, here, my. All listeners might not know this, but for for us, we have what every quarter we have what we call a family meeting. Mm-hmm. We gather together and celebrate different aspects of things going on in the church. Uh, there's certainly business stuff that happens right. in that, but because we want it to be more than just hey, here's the financial report, mm-hmm. um, we conclude every one of those with the Lord's Supper. Uh, we additionally have a couple other times, even uh, particularly on Sunday morning, where we mm-hmm. do that as a as a church family. Um, so throughout the year, we're talking now six, seven times a year. And I I would, you and I have talked about this yep. recently, but I think I would lean toward being more comfortable with more often. Yeah. I, I think that is a, again, I don't, the Bible is not yeah. say how often. Yeah. So For there Baptist a, life, there's a lot of tradition tied into that, right? Yeah, it is absolutely. more like... It's a more of a special event that happens every once in a while versus right. a regular routine thing, right? Correct. And typically in in more stereotypical Southern Baptist churches, the there is an ordeal, right? So there is a uh, the delivering mm-hmm. of the elements versus the going and picking them mm-hmm. up yourself. The uh, the the pageantry. Yeah. And I mean that in a, and, in yeah, a respectful way. I don't mean way. to say like ritualistic and yeah. not, to, and yeah, not yeah. to use that in a negative sense, Correct. but it is very like formalized yeah. type of yep. the, yeah, and passing so be- the plates. Because and of that, um, doing that That doesn't every lend week itself to do it every week. Yeah. Yeah. But the, uh, yeah, the, the overall picture of more frequently, I think just reminding ourselves over and over and over about the in like about Christ's death, and someone once said, "Like how man does uh, if you did it more often, would your sermons have to change for the, <laughs> the frequency?" And like, because because so many they do it so seldom that only at that time do they talk about the Lord's Supper. Yeah. And I said, I have said this before, but like every sermon I preach, I better be able to get to, to the Christ's gospel. Death. Yeah. The so Jesus if crucified. I didn't. Yeah. Then and we couldn't get to the Lord's Supper. Then I probably didn't preach the text right. Yeah. Um, because the point of the text is always to point to Christ, mm-hmm. and, and so that means it's always going to point to the Lord's Supper. Always. Yeah. yeah if you do um, it right. And so I would say maybe even in some ways it's a good reminder is we should always be able to get to the Lord's Supper. Yep. So knowing that it, it should be a you know a, a perfectly fine uh, time to do it yep. as often as you want. Um, I think there's positives and negatives yeah. to both. Again, yeah. I've heard the argument about the only doing it every so often. It makes it more of a special mm-hmm. event. Mm-hmm. It makes it so it is a big deal when you do it, yep. right? And and then my thought to that is like we don't feel that way about any other element of worship. Right. We don't say that the preaching of God's word is so important. We're going to do it quarterly, right? right? right. No, right. it's so important we do it every week. Yeah. So yeah. that. So that's the, and, and again, I know there are other practical things sure. that go in, like you were just going to get into some pros and cons. Yeah. Right? So um, so that doesn't necessarily mean that as I get ready to plant a church that, you know, that we are going or should mm-hmm. do it every week. Right. So. Yeah, I think the the flip side of that is every week 
the difference in between preaching and the Lord's Supper, a, pre- a sermon changes every week, mm-hmm. and the action of the Lord's Supper stays the same. And so the sense of something um, becoming rote yeah. when you do it every week can lose that. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I, I would agree with you in that, like if, if we had the opportunity to have a baptism every week, I'm not going to be like, oh, this yeah. is getting a little rote. Mm-hmm. You know, no, yeah. we're going to celebrate new life in Christ. Yeah. So I, th- I think there's a give and take there. Um, again, I think I would lean toward more often than what we currently do, mm-hmm. but that's just the timing, a matter of us making that shift over time. I'm yeah, not in yeah, a rush. Yeah, you don't just, like, just say, hey, from now on, we're going to do it. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not yeah. in a rush to do that. I yeah. just think that uh, drawing ourselves back to the, the uh, life and death, yeah. resurrection of Christ is always helpful. So, um, yeah, I, I, I do think that... Um, on a non-practical level, that you were about to ask yeah. maybe some about yeah. history. And right. That let's, kind of so let's talk about some views of the Lord's Supper. Different denominations look at it differently. But sure. We talked about this some with the baptism mm-hmm. uh, episode as well. Sure. Uh, different people think, or different denominations have different ideas yeah. about how it should be done and what it actually means. And yep. so if, uh, we want to share some of those with us. Yeah, you, sure. This is the part where we get to say transubstantiation, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. So Throw that's some big the, words out. That's yeah. the big word, right? Mm-hmm. Transubstantiation is that... As you partake in the Lord's Supper, which would be called uh, communion for yeah. them, uh, and for for this is the Catholic yep. faith, mm-hmm. and they are one. They're going to call this one of the sacraments. Yeah, uh, we we call this an ordinance. It's something we observe versus a sacrament, which make, makes the event itself a holy event. So it's it's different, and it's a particular note. Uh, it's mm-hmm. not a major deal. But they, they call this communion, and um, they would say that as you are taking the bread and as you are taking the um, the drink... Yeah, for them wine. wine it is wine. Yes, <laughs> it, it turns into the actual body I and blood. Yeah. And uh, as such, it is as though Christ is dying again. Mm-hmm. This is, in fact... Go back to the Reformation in 1517. This is one of the major issues yeah. Martin Luther had, uh, John Calvin had, those guys. Um, it, there was a lot of things going on in the Reformation, but one of them was this, that there was uh, a a taking of the Lord's Supper, that it, be, it meant he was dying over and over and over, and that his death once and for all wasn't actually sufficient. Yeah. Um, and... And as such, you were taking that Lord's Supper. You were, you were uh, causing that and needing it. Like He needed to die, to die over again and over for and over. you because yeah. And wow. so that's also why, in many cases, um, like the if you go confess to a priest, he might uh, ask you to. When was the last time you took communion? Hmm. When was the last time you like had him die for you again? Essentially, yeah. um, and in many Catholic uh, like gatherings, uh, they're gonna they're gonna have it offered daily, sometimes multiple times a day, for that very reason, yeah. because there's a frequency at which you need him to keep dying. And what what we would say is not transubstantiation, but yeah. instead that this is a representation yeah. of what has already taken place. It only had to take place once. His death was sufficient mm-hmm. for us 
to place our faith in that one death, one resurrection that took place not repeatedly over and over. And yeah, so th- yeah. that's a so, that's a major difference. Yeah, absolutely. So there are some some other views that are kind of in between, yeah. right? Um, like I think you mentioned Martin Luther. I think he actually was with something called consubstantiation, yeah. right? Where it's the actual. It's not literally his body and his blood, but the presence of Jesus is is right. is in the the bread and mm-hmm. the, the the wine, the cup. Yeah, yeah. And, it comes um, through uh, the blessing from the Holy Spirit yeah, that yeah. that is offered yeah. in that. Sure, but we as good Baptists, we're on that symbolic representation, That's right? right? Um, like. You know, the, the argument is he says, this is my body, this mm-hmm. is my blood. Well, Jesus says a lot of things, like, I am the, I'm I'm the, the gate. door. Yeah, like, so yeah. Um, So we don't literally think he's a door or a right. gate, right? Right, right, right. Um, okay, so, and really, so for me, the game changer on the Lord's Supper was getting to be a part of a, a Passover meal. At, a, mm-hmm. at an Old Testament professor yeah. who, yeah. At, at my Christian... They call Seder yeah, meal. Yeah, yeah. Had, we had one of those, and um, so he was... Uh, teaching us through the elements yeah. of the Passover meal that Jesus and his disciples were, right. were having at the Last Supper. Mm-hmm. They were celebrating the Passover. And so he talked... It's, there are so many symbolic elements. Everything about it yeah. is symbolic. Everything about it is symbolic. And, and really, as a Christian... All those things are pointing to Jesus. Right. We just, the, unfortunately, the Jewish people who were participating in it didn't right. realize that, and and still don't. Mm-hmm. But um, and so there was a point where they would have eaten the meal, the meat, right, and then that's the sacrifice pointing back to the spotless lamb right. in the story of Exodus. And so, but what Jesus did instead of cooking a meal for them, he said, "Eat this bread; it's my body, and drink this wine; yep. it is my blood." And yep. so, he's the representation of the lamb. The, the lamb. He's yep. the one who takes away the sins of the world. And like, even again, you were represent speaking of that representation, like unleavened bread. Like, I know that's a particular, and we like the look of a nice, yeah, yeah. loaf of bread and like the little breaks on the we top did, yeah, of it. You're going to put the display up yeah. on the, the church, but that's you know, stage, that's intentionally whatever. not what would happen, right? So, the unleavened bread, like they were leaving quickly out of the yeah. pa- uh, out of. Uh, Exodus, and so there's this escape, mm-hmm. and so they're remembering that they didn't even have time to let the bread rise, right? Yeah. It's that kind of remembrance, mm-hmm. and so in the same way, like uh, that's why we're still using that flat, yeah, uh, unleavened bread or cracker kind of thing that mm-hmm. we would think of. And, um, so yeah, I I think that's exactly right. There, the whole thing is symbolic; it's intentionally symbolic, and so for us to stay in that symbolic uh, concept, I mentioned a couple other things. There are those denominations that would say it's closed just to our church members. Mm-hmm. Um, we can talk about this another time, um, but this is actually the same where same place we get the word ex-communication uh, yep. because it's m- removing someone from being able to take the Lord's Supper because we would say we can no longer affirm yeah. their salvation. If it's only for believers and this person is living in unrepentant sin, right. we can't affirm their salvation, so they don't need to take communion right. with us. So yeah. we would say without communion. Yeah. Right. So um, that that's that kind of description I think that can be helpful for people to know. And I, I will just say... Um, I think uh, when, when this comes out, the church will yeah. House will be taking the Lord's Supper mm-hmm. uh, this coming Sunday, and I will just say that um, approach it rightfully. Mm-hmm. And when you hear, if you're at a church that does yeah. not do this every week, and you hear Lord's Supper this Sunday night or this yeah. next Sunday morning, make that a priority. Man, change your calendar to be there. This is that kind of ordinance. This is that kind of importance to us as believers. 
Um, so I would very much encourage you make sure you are participating in that gathering, especially if it's not every week. Yeah. Um, make that a high priority to participate in that. And then come with a, a clean heart and clean hands that's that right. you might participate in a, in a worthy manner that's honoring and pleasing to the Lord. Amen. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap up this episode then of the Christ in All podcast. We appreciate you listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share it on social media. Give us a rating and review on your podcasting app. And we thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Christ in All podcast, a ministry of Colonial Heights Baptist Church in Ridgeland, Mississippi. Together, we glorify God by making disciples of all nations. For more information, please visit our website at colonialheights.org.